From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro, and we have a super stacked, or should I say, a stupendous episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. We gave our review for WrestleMania Night 1, WrestleMania Saturday. It is only right we come right back around the next day and do our review for WrestleMania Night 2, WrestleMania Sunday, which was indeed yet another stupendous night of WrestleMania action. But before we get into all that, I want to thank all my Wrestling DeLorean passengers who've been riding with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast, supporting me, and supporting the movement. I appreciate you all. If you don't already, Follow along on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow along on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow along on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. And make sure you follow Wrestling DeLorean Podcast on Twitch. We will be back on Twitch this Friday for a huge three-hour watch-along as we watch WWE SmackDown and as we watch AEW Rampage all live on Twitch for you to interact with us. It's going to be dope. But before we get to Friday, we got to talk about what went down on Sunday. We just finished WrestleMania Night 2. We had the biggest main event of all time and an overall amazing show. So without further ado, let's cut the chit chat and let's talk all about WrestleMania Night 2 from Dallas, Texas. Yet another stupendous show. Now, at the time of this recording, this is coming right after WrestleMania Day 2. So I'm recording this right now at 12.24 a.m., but I don't really expect you guys to be listening at 12.24 a.m. I'm expecting you guys to be listening probably in the morning on your way to work, on your way to start your day. So, once again, thank you for allowing me into your morning routine every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I appreciate you all. Without you, there is no me. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean. Now, WrestleMania. Oh, my God. WrestleMania. I gave my review of WrestleMania Night 1, and it was an absolute amazing review. I told you I had more fun watching this show in this WWE show than any other WWE show in probably the last 10 years. 
With that being said, we turn around 24 hours later. We have WrestleMania night two. And I got to say, WrestleMania night two absolutely delivered as well. But before we get into all the reviews, thoughts, news, notes, everything else in between of WrestleMania day two from Dallas, Texas. I want to give a big shout out to my sponsors, Three Falls Brand. Let me let the homie Mean Gene tell you about Three Falls Brand. Hey listeners, this is Mean Gene of Three Falls Brand. Are you a fan of wrestling? Are you also a fan of rock music? If so, check out threefallsbrand.com for all your WrestlePunk merch. We've got tons of wrestler and band mashup designs to choose from. Whether it be RVD and Black Sabbath, Atsushi Onita and the Lower Class Brats, Doink the Clown and the Addicts, or Mortis and the Misfits. We've got you covered. Also, follow us on Instagram at Three Falls Brand. Again, check us out at threefallsbrand.com and on Instagram at threefallsbrand. Thanks, and continue enjoying this episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Alright, so this show, 24 hours after what was an absolute amazing start to WrestleMania, this show starts out really hot. First, of course, we got America the Beautiful sang by Jesse James Decker. Never heard of her, but definitely had a good rendition of America the Beautiful. We got a sequel to the opening video yesterday with Mark Wahlberg, which was a nice touch because the last two years that WrestleMania was two days, they had the same video played twice. Lazy. Anyway, we didn't get that this time. I am so fucking hyped after the night one. I was so hyped for this. We start off with a surprise. Triple H comes out. Did not expect this. He does his full entrance, including the water spit. I always fucked with Trips Heavy. I always fucked with Trips Heavy. You know what I mean? The crowd was giving Triple H the ovation that he deserves. He most certainly deserves. Triple H has a pair of his wrestling boots with him. He places them in the ring, a symbol of retirement. We talked about it last week on this podcast. I believe it was last Monday. We talked about Triple H announcing his retirement on the Stephen A. Smith show. Triple H then gets on the mic and said he just wanted to come out here and say thank you. And for the fans, he wants to welcome all of us to WrestleMania. This leads us to our very first match of the night. The opening contest of WrestleMania Night 2, WWE Raw Men's Tag Team Championship. It is a three-way, a triple threat. It is RK Bro, Randy Orton, and Riddle versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. Things break down pretty quickly in this matchup, but the action is coming hot and heavy. Montez Ford is athletic as fuck. I am a huge fan of Montez Ford, and I am a fan of Chad Gable too. I'm going to tell you this right now. Montez Ford, easily is one of the most slept-on wrestlers in the WWE, and let me tell you why. Athleticism, charisma, presence, promo skills. Montez Ford has it all. I see big, big things in Montez Ford's future. I see big, big things in Chad Gable's future. Hell, there's a lot of great talent in this matchup. Chad Gable hit a monstrous moonsault to the outside, which is sick. Great opening matchup with everybody shining. This was certainly awesome. What a great match to start off the show. Montez goes on to the top. Matt Riddle hits a springboard and hits Montez Ford with a top rope. Super RKO. 
absolutely insane spot. Randy Orton then hits Chad Gable with an RKO for the victory. Your winners is RK Bro. After the match, there's respect being shown by RK Bro and the Street Profits. Chad Gable gets in Gable Stevens' face, who's uh, the Olympic gold medalist new signing to the WWE. He was sitting front row. Chad Gable gets in Gable Stevenson's face. He then tells Gable that he... Well, Gable tells Gable. <laughs> Chad Gable tells Gable Stevenson that when you're in my ring and you're in my presence, don't forget to shush, doing whatever he was doing, whatever. But Gable Stevenson grabs him and hits a massive belly-to-belly suplex on Chad Gable. Big pop. Gable Stevenson rated RK bro. And the Street Profits, they toast with the Red Cups. Good moment. Amazing matchup. Great opening showcase for all three teams. They all shined. Great athleticism. The crowd was hot. Really good way to start off the show. Next on this show, we had Omos versus Bobby Lashley, a match that was just announced on this past week's Raw to be on this WrestleMania. Not too often do we see Bobby Lashley as the underdog. Bobby Lashley, though, is getting thrown around in the beginning by Omos at first, but in the end, Bobby Lashley is just too much for Omos. He hits a fucking suplex on the big man. He then hits a massive spear for the victory. Lashley did it. He picks up the victory on Omos. Omos suffering his first one-on-one defeat in the hands of the Almighty. Good to see Bobby Lashley back. Next, we got a matchup that shouldn't have been as fun as it was. We had Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Going into this matchup, I was like, this is the filler that I did not want to see. These are the stupid celebrity matches that I did not want to see. But by the end of this matchup, I was saying, God damn, that was fun. So shout out to Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn takes Knoxville out right away with the Huluva kick. Lots of instruments of destruction coming into play here. Sami Zayn destroys Johnny Knoxville with a crutch, just smashing it over his back. Zayn pulls out a table full of mousetraps. Kind of reminded me of the spot where Kenny Omega and John Moxley pulled out the mousetraps. I believe it was Full Gear 2019. Yeah, they had the mousetraps. Pretty, pretty interesting here. Not often you see mousetraps in a wrestling ring, especially in the WWE. Sami Zayn hit a big exploder suplex onto a table onto Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville brought his jackass antics here using an air horn. We had Party Boy get in the mix of things. Sami Zayn blasted him. We then had the legendary Wee Man here who starts taking it to Sami Zayn. And then Wee Man actually hits a power slam onto Sami Zayn. Absolutely awesome. Crowd's going wild. Like I said, this is fun. Johnny Knoxville hits a tornado DDT. Wee Man pulls out a jackass contraction with the leg. I don't even know. I don't even know what you would call this thing. But Sami Zayn hits a halluva kick on Wee Man to a massive booze. Sami Zayn then goes up to the top rope, but Johnny Knoxville sets off Pyro. He then rolls a bowling ball into the balls of Sami Zayn. Then he uses the leg contraction for a low blow on Sami Zayn. Just funny spots here. Shit that was just fun to see. The crowd was really behind this. He then pulls out a taser. He chases Sami Zayn to the outside. Sami runs to the outside. And then in classic jackass, he's slapped by a giant hand. 
fucking <laughs> yeah, like I, shit that you've never seen in a WWE match. But this this brought me back. The reason why I think I had so much fun was this match brought me back to late '90s, early 2000s WWE's hardcore division, where it was just wacky ass shit, wacky ass spots, wacky ass weapons being used. Things that you don't typically see in a wrestling matchup. That's what it kind of felt like. Anyway, Sami Zayn gets put through the mousetrap table. Then the cast of Jackass Forever pulls out a human-sized mousetrap. And they snap Sami Zayn with the mousetrap. Johnny Knoxville picks up the victory. Now, no lie. This was fucking entertaining. Whether this is your style of wrestling or not. I'm sure the cornets of the world is fucking shitting all over this right now. But in the end of the day, you had 77,000 people on their feet having fun. And that should be the benchmark of what is a successful matchup. Because if you're not trying to entertain your audience, then why are you even doing this? That That audience was thoroughly entertained So you cannot tell me that this wasn't a successful matchup. Next, we got the women's tag team title match. It is a four-way dance. We have Naomi and Sasha Banks versus Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler and Natalya versus Carmella and Selena Vega. All women bust their ass in this matchup. It was a really good matchup. But in the end, Naomi and Sasha Banks win the new tag team champions. Really cool matchup. Next after this is the dream matchup that I've been looking forward to for a long time. Truth be told, since Edge made his comeback a couple years ago in 2019. No, 2020, 2020. Since Edge made a comeback in 2020, I wanted to see Edge versus AJ Styles. Waited a couple years. We're getting AJ Styles versus Edge. Here we go. This is the dream match I've been looking forward to. I'm excited for. AJ Styles comes out bleeding, which was kind of confusing to me. And then I read online that AJ Styles actually hit his head or hit his face on the entrance, uh, on the, I guess, some scaffolding on the entrance way before he entered the crowd, entered through the uh, curtain, and it cut his face. That's why he was bleeding. But anyway, we have... AJ Styles comes out bleeding already. <laughs> Edge comes out in an amazing fashion. He, he's sitting on a black throne. There's flames all over. I, I'm loving this dark side of Edge. This matchup is a physical battle. Both men hitting bombs. AJ Styles looking like he got busted up ribs. He looks like he has a separated shoulder. This was just a great physical matchup. This is living up to the hype too. What a fucking match. So many great sequences of offense, like Edge going for the big boot, AJ ducking it, hitting the Pele kick. This match was just phenomenal, no pun intended. AJ goes for the phenomenal forearm, but Edge ducks, then goes for the spear, but misses, and then AJ counters into a huge Styles clash for a very, very close near fall. AJ Styles goes for the phenomenal forearm, but Damian Priest is standing outside and distracts AJ Styles. Styles goes for the phenomenal form anyway, but Edge then counters it midair with the spear. One, two, three. Edge wins the match. This was a great, great match. Like I said, this is probably matchup of the night. 
absolutely brilliant. Damian Priest is in the ring. He is Edge's new disciple. It, it, it's clear that there is a alliance between Damian Priest and Edge. Really, really cool matchup. Really fun matchup. And like I said, in my opinion, this was the match of the night. Might have been the match of the fucking WrestleMania. Trying to think now, right? There was a lot of fun shit on this WrestleMania. But overall, just matchup-wise, this might have been the best matchup of the WrestleMania. And it's hard to it's hard to fight against that. It's hard to think otherwise. Why wouldn't Edge and AJ Styles, a dream match like that, not be the best matchup on the card? Next on the show, we get a matchup that was supposed to be the night before, but I guess there was they were running low on time and decided to put it on tonight. It is the New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland, along with Butch, the former Pete Dunn. This was set for yesterday. Like I said, the New Day is wearing Big E-esque gear. Nice touch there. I really liked it. This was a pretty short matchup. I figured this matchup was going to get a lot of time cut out of it because it is a last-minute replacement on this uh, card. Ridge Holland and Sheamus. Pick up the victory in a short matchup. Then Ridge Holland and Sheamus have to hold back Butch from attacking them. Whatever. Next, we got a matchup. Another matchup that didn't have to be as good as it was. We got Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Vince McMahon comes out and he introduces a future WWE Universal Champion, Austin Theory. Theory takes a selfie with uh, Vince McMahon. Pat McAfee then comes out with the Dallas Cowboy uh, cheerleaders to Seven Nation Army, which gets the crowd really hyped. McAfee's a star, and the crowd agrees. Definitely behind Pat 100%. But holy fuck, yo, Pat McAfee is athletic as hell. Pat McAfee could go full-time as a wrestler, in my opinion, and he would fit right in. The guy is athletic. The guy is charismatic. The guy really busted his ass in this matchup and had a good matchup. He had a good showing. Nothing he did look choreographed. Nothing he did looked like it was botched. Nothing he did looked like it was coming from an amateur. It looked like this is a guy who wrestles on a weekly basis. In the end, after a great, great showing for Pat McAfee, he wins the dope-ass matchup. Well-deserved. Pat McAfee's the man. Then Pat McAfee taunts Vince McMahon. Vince then takes off his blazer and starts getting ready to fight Pat as Pat continues to call him out. Vince goes into the ring with just a tank top on, and he's looking jacked for a 70-something-year-old, a guy in his late 70s. You know what I mean? As, as jacked as a late 70s Vince McMahon could look. Referee enters into the ring, and are, it looks like we're about to have a matchup here between Vince McMahon and Pat McAfee. I was kind of confused. Then Austin Theory attacks Pat McAfee. The bell rings, and we're getting a matchup. We're getting Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee. Vince McMahon hits some clotheslines. Pat McAfee gets up, but Austin Theory gets involved again. Vince then is starting to kick Pat, kick Pat McAfee. It's funny because this is like a two-on-one assault, but no one's coming out to help Pat. Then Vince McMahon takes a football, and he punts Pat with the football right in the ribs. This leads to Vince McMahon winning the matchup. He didn't need to win this matchup. But anyway, Vince McMahon wins the matchup. He then... Let's his protege, Austin Theory, come and enjoy the spotlight with him. And then we got Stone Cold Steve Austin, who is here. He makes his way to the ring. Steve Austin goes after Austin Theory. He takes Austin Theory out with the stunner, a massive stunner. Vince McMahon wants a beer for old time's sake with uh, Steve Austin. 
Stone Cold calls for a beer. They drink together. Then Stone Cold Steve Austin hits the stunner on Vince McMahon as, as you know, botched as that stunner was. It was a nice moment. A nice callback to the attitude error. But Stone Cold kicked Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon just went crumbling down before he could even catch on to the stunner. But eventually he did get the stunner. And that's all that matters. After this, Stone Cold Steve Austin is having an absolute beer bash in the ring. Pat McAfee comes out. He wants to drink a beer with Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's drinking a beer with Steve Austin. But DTA, don't trust anybody. Stone Cold Steve Austin hits the stunner on Pat McAfee. Nice moment. Really cool. But here we go. All that to say this. Here we go. We're about to get the big one. The biggest main event in WrestleMania, right? We're about to get for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, for the WWE Universal Champion, we got the Beast Incarnate Brock Lesnar versus the head of the table, the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns enters the battlefield first. Roman is in God mode here. Gets on the mic. He tells WrestleMania to acknowledge him. Brock Lesnar enters the battlefield second. It is announced that this is the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. Paul Heyman grabs the mic and he introduces the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. Brock Lesnar then introduces himself as the Cowboy Country Ass Kicker. Damn, this feels special. Before this matchup, this had the biggest fight feel of the weekend. And I got chills, man. I got chills as the bell rang. Brock Lesnar instantly, he immediately removes his gloves. He, he's, he's letting it be known. You're going bare knuckles, boy. Brock Lesnar starts taking it, on, taking it to Roman Reigns early on. Brock goes after Paul Heyman on the outside. Roman Reigns hits a massive spear into the barricade. Brock Lesnar just makes it back to the ring at the count of nine. Roman Reigns hits another spear. Brock is kicking out at two. Really close call, though. Roman Reigns hits two Superman punches, but on the third one, Brock reverses it and takes Roman's ass to Suplex City. Roman goes for a spear, but Brock catches him and hits a F5 for a near fall. We have a ref bump in this match. Roman hits a low blow on Brock, and then Heyman hands Roman the title belt. He nails Brock Lesnar with the title belt over the head for a two count. Brock Lesnar then goes for, well, Roman goes for a spear, but Brock catches him in a Kimura lock. Roman Reigns just makes it to the rope barely before tapping out. His shoulders pulled out of the socket. Crazy. Roman Reigns is then up. Brock goes for another F5. Roman reverses it. He then hits one final spear. One, two, three, and your new undisputed WWE Universal Champion is the head of the table, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is still on top, 500 plus days as a champion, adding another title belt onto that other shoulder. Now, typically, I'm not a fan of the big man just pulling out just finishers all matchup. Seems to be the Brock Lesnar way. We see it with the Goldberg matches where it's just spear, spear, spear. Jackknife, Jackknife, Jackknife. If you got the Brock Lesnar matches, just suplex, 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 F5. But for some reason, it worked tonight. For some reason, it felt like it fit this matchup. And I called it last week on the podcast. I said that I think that Roman Reigns needs to win this matchup. And he did, which I'm happy about. Roman Reigns is right now too good at what he's doing. Too good. He won this title last year, walked into WrestleMania last year, and defeated Edge and Brian Danielson. Holds the title for a full year, 
walks into WrestleMania this year and defeats Brock Lesnar. Who is left? Who is left for Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns right now is in absolute God mode. I'm fucking loving it. Anyway, great WrestleMania all around. Night one, night two, absolutely phenomenal. This felt different, man. This felt like WrestleMania. This felt like Mania was actually Mania. It felt like WrestleMania had a Snickers and remembered who it was. I thoroughly enjoy this show. I don't know. I can't even say which night I... Like I said, if you if you had a mixture of both, I think that this WrestleMania could have been a phenomenal one-night WrestleMania. But if I had to pick a night that I enjoyed more, even though I feel like the best matchup of the night or the best matchup of the weekend was on WrestleMania Day 2, I'd still say WrestleMania Day 1 was the better show, and I'm going to tell you why. You had two absolute phenomenal women's title matches. You had a phenomenal matchup between Seth Rollins and the returning, shocking return, WrestleMania moment return of Cody Rhodes. And then in the end, even though Brock and Roman was a phenomenal matchup, is anything going to top Stone Cold Steve Austin's first match in 19 years? I feel like WrestleMania Night 1 just barely budged WrestleMania Night 2 out the way. But I'm going to say this right now. WrestleMania Night 2 is not a night to be slept on. It was a great fucking show. WrestleMania as a whole, two nights, I'm giving it a strong 4.5 out of 5 stars. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, I'll be back on Twitch this upcoming Friday, but that doesn't mean you're not getting any episodes of the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Ah, ah, you definitely are. Because this Wednesday, you'll be getting a super stacked deluxe DeLorean edition of the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Because not only will we be talking about all the happenings of the Raw after WrestleMania tonight, but we'll be going back in time twice. We usually do the Monday shows. We have Monday Night Raw. We talk about Monday Night Raw on Mondays from the early years. But we'll be talking about the next episode of Monday Night Raw 1997 this Wednesday. As well as going back in time to the land of extreme. And talking about the next episode of ECW Hardcore TV. So make sure you tune in on Wednesday here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Once again, if you don't already, follow along on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Follow along on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow along on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. And make sure you subscribe and follow the Twitch channel because there's going to be a lot of live streams on Twitch that you do not want to miss. We have fun on Twitch. It's a party atmosphere on Twitch. You don't want to miss out on it. Come join the DeLorean. I love you all. Stay strong. Stay safe. Stay positive. I'm going to catch you guys on Wednesday for a Super Stack show of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Peace out, y'all. Niggas that can tough in the hood. Till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club. Till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street. Till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor. We the wolves done.
Go fuck with De Niro. I got a Snyder extended clip, so who wanna play hero? Go bash shit like Ozzy. I was born in the darkness. Oh, you the wolf till we pull up and you're harmless. So pray to Allah, the Don Dada, the top shotter, the top spot, final boss you cross. That's when your ride stop. Basquiat with that white chalk. Trigger finger streaks, I'll leave your brains on the sidewalk. Niggas that get tough in the hood. Till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club. Till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street. Till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor. Till the wolves come. Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs. Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back. Summertime, better be careful where you're at. No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack. Dipping, creeping through the night is precise. Catching nigga slipping for his ice worth your life. Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price? Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. South Bronx, midnight, niggas moving packs cause they hunting. I'm moving packs of that onion, but probably packing up something. Catch him slipping with them coals and he ain't telling us nothing. Catch a nigga fooling twice and then I'm pressing that button. Send his ass away, permanent vacate and start bluffing. Must have moved to Honolulu, changed his name to McLovin. Said you know what you know, that's for the pack to remember. And if a nigga leaking these, we gotta. Niggas say the dead don't talk, but that money do If I put a hole in his melon, I bet his honey do Shorty keep crying and screaming like that's helping you Bullets gave his brain a period for that decimal Niggas that get tough in the hood Till the wolves come Bitches let a drink in the club Till the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street Till the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor Till the wolves come Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back Summertime, better be careful where you're at No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack Dipping, creeping through the night, it's precise Catch a nigga slipping for his ice, worth your life Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 